Um, right, to sum up today's message and passage, we turn to the words of the great 20th century philosopher, Meatloaf, and I'll read the first bit, and you say the second. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. Last week, we looked at all the ways Jonah probably was willing to share Jesus in the city. Get the name of Jesus out to Cardiff. He was willing to travel. He didn't say that was his problem. He was willing to change habits, learn a new language and culture. But in a very real way, he didn't want to join Park End Church in sharing Jesus in Cardiff and beyond. Or his version, which was Nineveh with the Assyrians. Why? And he quit. Jesus never quits. He doesn't quit on his church. Jonah quit. Jesus never quits. Jonah did, at least for a while. And I just want us to learn why. So we don't do it. So Cardiff can become Christian and our loved ones can know the Lord. All right? So to tell you what his problem was and why he didn't want to share the word of the Lord in Nineveh, I'm going to ask us some questions. And in answering them, hopefully we can root out any problems stopping Park End from growing and Cardiff being saved. You ready? Here's question one. Are there certain people you wouldn't save if you were God? Have a think about that. Next. Are there certain people or persons you are glad didn't come through the door this morning? Would you rather someone stay outside the kingdom of God if it meant otherwise you're going to have to sit next to them and share your lives with them in Park End Church? What are the answers to those questions? That's where we're at in Jonah 1. How can we reach the city for Jesus if we're scared about church growing and getting messy if it involves that person? I don't want them to come. See, back then and now, God has to deal with his own person, his own church, his own believer before Cardiff is reached by Park End Church. That's me and that's you. And the Jonah issue, why he was reluctant to join the mission in the city in Nineveh. He'd scale the mountains, he'd walk 500 miles, there's another song. He'd be committed to a point, but... I'd do anything for love, oh, but I won't do that. What is the that? Here's what it is. You ready? It's quite shocking. He knows God is merciful and will probably save Nineveh. I'm not doing that. Not doing that. Suddenly, I'd have to share church life with those Ninevites. I'm not in. I'll do anything for love. But not those people. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve it from you. I did. I deserved your love. They don't. No way. He knows God is going to save the Assyrians and he doesn't want to be part of it. In other words, Jonah's heart wasn't up to speed with God's. Where God's heart was. And if the church isn't, 
up to speed with God's mission for Israel to save the whole world in 2023, we're not going to see any real saving work in Cardiff or in Park End Church. Um, I don't want church to re reach that person. I'm not going to tell that person because they smell. You see that? I'm not going to tell that person or join Park End because that person's there. And in 1974, they lied to me. Oh, and I remember, I wrote it down. It's on the fridge. He hurt me in 1960. Oh, not that group, they're poor. Not that group, they're rich. We don't want rich people around. So I am going to Tarshish, where everybody's like me, for my own little church there. It's great. It's really comfortable. And it says in verse 3, but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship for the port, bound for the port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Fleeing from the Lord. Cities don't get saved when Christians do that. Did you know, everybody, that God is everywhere? So when the Bible says so-and-so is fleeing from the Lord... It means that they just want God to go quiet. Leave me alone. Shut up. Get off my back. He's having one of those moments. I remember when I walked into my son's bedroom when he was about two or three in the cot. And he had found the pseudocreme tub before I got it. It had gone quiet for about 15 minutes, which is always suspicious with my two. Went in, walked in, and the entire pot was on him, head to toe. He looked like an ice bun from head. And I don't know if you've ever tried to wash pseudocreme off. It's like designed never to come out. It's probably still on him now, and he's nine. So, and he knew the pseudocreme rules. And what did he do when I walked in and just looked at him? What did he do? He closed his eyes. He fled from the presence of dad. And when he closed his eyes, it was as if dad wasn't there, and he sort of just carried on lathering, as if that had solved the problem of the presence of dad. Jonah, where are you going? You can't go where God isn't. Why are you running? Stop closing your eyes. Oh, I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. Eyes closed. I'm off to Tarshish. May Nineveh go to hell. I'm going that way. Usually it's to do with parting some sort of sin that we're like, oh, I'm not giving that one up. No. Park End will get on with it without me. I want a bit of you and this thing. I know you don't like, but I'm keeping that. That never ends well. That's the Jonah story. So good morning to any non-Christians listening here or at home. You're running, but you can't run. Time to stop. That's why you're listening this morning. That's why the Lord's brought you here. Stop closing your eyes, fleeing from the presence of the Lord. And good morning to Christians who are running. Remember, this city goes to hell unless the church gets its act together in this book. Sometimes, actually, the I won't do that isn't like the difficult stuff of forgiving an enemy. It can be quite more straightforward than that. We need to watch for this. I remember once 
working with a church somewhere, and they wouldn't change the time of their Sunday morning service. There were six people who went, and all six had a sacred ritual on Sunday that at half past twelve their roast dinner arrived on their lap, and nothing was going to change that. The problem was the people in the area weren't around at the time their church service was on, which is why there was only six of them. And if they had moved it to 2 p.m., then that village may have heard the gospel. But it was this attitude, move my service and disrupt my 12.30 chicken ritual. I would rather souls be lost than that happen to my life. Vain intrusion upon me. I am fleeing from the presence of the Lord. Church is closed now for being so inflexible. And that village is still not Christian. It can be as simple as that, running to Tarshish. Tarshish, if you know the original here, it's repeated three times because the writer wants you to get this point. Tarshish is a real danger for Christians. We can drop the ball with sharing Jesus in the city because we can head to Tarshish. So three times. It says Tarshish. And there's some debate. It was probably a Spanish port. But it's also used in this way. Jonah went to Timbuktu. You know how you say Timbuktu? Just somewhere where he's not at the moment. He's off. The same point applies. Real port, Timbuktu. He's off. And you probably know this as well. In Exodus chapter 28, verse 20, the first jewel on the fourth row of the great high priest, you know it, was the color Tarshish. It was the murky sea. That's what the word means. The sea color. So the, the readers would have all that in mind. He's headed to the murky colors away from the Lord. He's running. He's running to the sea away from the Lord. Which is why the writer says he goes down to Joppa, down, and he pays, you probably know this as well, the feminine word in the Hebrew, her fare, I'm renting the whole ship, I am all in, away from the presence of the Lord for the time being, I am legging it, I am not going to share the Lord Jesus Christ with anyone I know, it's too uncomfortable, especially that person, I bought the whole ship, her fare is paid, I'm off, Tarshish, and he went down. He went down, because whenever a human being runs from the Lord, they go down, because we need the Lord. So to run means we go down, which is why in verse 2, the Lord says, arise and go up. And the writer makes a point, he's not going up, he's going down. And in verse 5, he goes, he goes down to the bottom of the ship, down, down, up, down, falling from a great height, where you should be telling people how amazing the Messiah is. Oh, great prophet, you have fallen. You are not living the way the Lord God wants you to do. Now then, ladies and gentlemen, as we think about Cardiff in 2023 in the UK, we can also say this. We have been, as a nation, going down to Joppa, haven't we? We are in sort of a decline. You can have it as a nation. You can have it as a city. You can have it as a church. There's a warning in Revelation Remember Ephesus, from the great height from which you fell. Park End Church, the great height in Cardiff from which you have fallen. On Thursday, we thought about an individual falling, going down to Joppa. 
his name was Judas. I remember my friend said to me once, if Judas had preached a sermon, it would have been very, very powerful. But then he fell. He fell. I pastor people, have been doing for years now. They often say this, I can trace my fall back to one step. I've gone down to Joppa. I'm in the murky sea. I can trace there was that one move, that lingering look, and I fell. That message I sent instead of deleting the number, and I fell to the murky sea. The computer in the wrong room, the book I shouldn't have read, a job I shouldn't have agreed to, I've gone down. I would do anything for love, oh, but I won't do that. I can't give that up. And Jonah goes down. Meanwhile, Cardiff isn't hearing the message of the gospel because the great church is going down. Do you see how everyone sitting here before me, your walk with the Lord affects people in Cardiff and those that we love as we look at the book of Jonah. As for Cardiff itself, how far we have fallen. I remember in the 1990s, people had to queue, queue down Whitchurch Road to get into the church that my parents went to growing up. We invited lots of um, PCW Presbyterian churches here yesterday for a little conference where we asked them, how are you doing and how can we help you as a church here? And by and large, their numbers are low. They need help. But is Cardiff better off with the churches going down? Not, and not, it's not their fault necessarily, but going down. How's Cardiff doing? I think you could say at the moment, from a great height, we have fallen. There's so much turmoil and instability. It's like we're heading down to Joppa. Well, this is a depressing sermon. And it's the end. See you next week. No, it's not. It's not. It's not because there's verse 4. And it's the last verse of the day for me. And it says in the King James Version, which gets this more accurate, but the Lord. But the Lord. Any drifters here? I'm one. I said when we were singing the first hymn today, I give my heart. I said, Lord, I confess my sins of the morning of the week again. I give my heart. But the Lord, any people running from the Lord, is a city running from the Lord? Jonah, are you running from the Lord? But the Lord, I thought just now, I'm going to ask committee, I want a 40-foot banner above the church, stick it on the roof, it just says, but the Lord, but the Lord, I'll let you know if they approve it, but God, here's the Christian message, but the Lord, but the Lord, I have wandered, but the Lord. I have fallen, but the Lord. I have hurt so and so, but the Lord. He saves again and again. Oh, but the Lord. But the Lord. You know that verse 70 times 7, forgive people. That is actually a standard that the Lord is held to as well. 70 times 7, he forgives the wandering Owen Batstone. He's patient, relentless love. Are you anxious? Are you lost? Are you wrestling with a sin and burdened, but the Lord, but the Lord? Jonah cannot, in this book, outrun 
the love of the Lord. Can't. Can't do it. If Jesus wrote the meatloaf song, it would go like this. I would do anything for love. End of the song. End of the song. You'd be like, no, no, you meant to say, but I won't do that. No. Read the book of Jonah. I'd do anything for love. End. Sell it. It's a record. My story is this. I ran away. I fell. When I was falling, he was there. He caught me. He went to the cross. He went further than into the mess than I've ever been. That is the Christian message. That is why I could stand there in the songs and say, Lord, I'm back again. Heal me. Save me. And he does. And he does. On this, my steadfast soul relies. Father, thy mercy never dies. That is the message for a wandering city. Here's a poem written by a teacher. It's called A New Sheet. You ready? A new sheet. He came to my desk with a quivering lip. The lesson was done. Have you a new sheet for me, dear teacher? I've spoiled this one. I took his sheet, all soiled and blotted, and gave him a new one, all unspotted. And into his tired heart I cried, Do better now, my child. A new day. I came to the throne. With a trembling heart, the day was done. Have you a new day for me, dear master? I've spoiled this one. He took my day, all soiled and blotted, and gave me a new one, all unspotted. And into my tired heart he cried, Do better now, my child. Welcome to the Gospel and to Park End Church. You'll find new life here every day with God and his people. And I want to say one very last thing before I close. But the Lord. And then what did he do to get his child back in action, back close to him? What did he do? Did he give some sort of gentle, polite, unintrusive nudge? Because we have a grandfather in the sky. And that's how he always does it. He just hands out Werther's originals to everyone. But the Lord send a storm and we end on a pastoral note for cities and people and christians going through storms god allows cities people and churches to go through storms but it's all under the safe keeping umbrella of but the lord did you know it took about 60 miles for jonah to get to the port the lord could have sent a landstorm along the way but he let him go all the way and a bit further and then he sent the storm on the sea why because he's got a plan he's got a plan and he knows when to execute the plan for the best of the person on the right moment on the right day in the right time the lord has acted and i can trust what he is doing is for my good and as we look around the storm of the city and the pol polit politics is up and down as a storm, uh, socially up and down, educationally up and down, financially up and down, everything's up and, and down, this church needs to say this, but the Lord, but the Lord is not asleep. King Jesus is the master of the storms. So maybe to reach this city and to stop us saying, I do anything with love, but I won't do that. And to open our eyes to the importance of people joining his kingdom. He's just letting us go through storms for our good. Because he wants to save you and me. And reveal himself in new ways. And save Cardiff. I would do anything for love. Full stop. 
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.